and welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, the pod of the everyman, that's us, the two beers podcast, that's you, the new age outlaws episode 176, doing this thing with half our brain tied behind our backs, just because we can, and just to make it fair, and all the other numbskulls out there just trying to keep up with us. Jordan and Drew, as per usual, Drew, how are you? Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> Your ass better call somebody. God, for such, like, throwing guys, just epic, epic history with those guys, the New Age Outlaws. Uh, yeah. Good, man. Good, good, good. Uh, I've started to let my eighth inner eighth grade self come back out. I, I, I I'm just walking around the office, just throwing suckets at everyone as I walk DX by in the it, cubicles. Going, yeah. yeah, DX style. Like, let's go, let's go, bro. Love it. Yep, I love that. Yeah, it's going, it's going, man. We're uh, almost at March. Oh, we're almost to March Madness. The creeping. ball is tipped. There you are. Better creep. You're running for your life. Creep. Um. Yeah, you know, boxing's heating up. We're getting some matchups. We're getting closer we're and closer almost, almost to, uh, to our run. Almost to our run in boxing. Yeah, man. Uh, good stuff. Why don't we just crack some niceties and get into some of the hot topics here? Let's do that. This might act- we, we say this all the time, but this this might actually be uh, pretty tight of an episode. Let's tight. assume. Tight, tight, tight. Tight, tight. Tuco style. Assume positions for the world-famous two-brew salute. And a three. And a two. two. And, and a beep. Curse Uh Sorry to be boring, but in my moment moment of darkness, Nugget Nectar, I need, need you now. It's <laughs> uh, a quarter after one. Hilariously enough, I didn't even know this existed until today when I picked this up. Uh, Nugget Nectar in a bottle? Yeah, I've seen them. Nice labels. I have never, I have never seen this before. It's always cans. I went to, I went to Canals today to look for the new uh, 316 uh, brewskis. Not here yet on, uh, on my side of the, the Delaware. Your side so, of the street. Yeah, sadly. Um, and I was walking by and I saw in the in the freezer. I was like, are there a couple of Nugget Nectar Long Necks? I was like, all right, well, I guess, I guess I got to do this. The label's a little bit more white than orange, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. It's yeah. a fair way to say it. Like, the can has a, has an orange rectangular trim around it, and I think the, the background of the label's white, and they just let that stand out, like pop just, off of the Just let it fly. Pops, yeah. pops right off the glass, man. So, yeah. Yeah, I like it. I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, so listen. Boxing happened last week. Uh, Edward Berlanga had a six-round knockout of uh, Crowley. Crowley. However you want to say that. McDougal or something. Yeah, I mean, whatever. It, it was fine. Uh, and our guy Nakatani, uh, sixth or seventh round knockout to uh, yeah. to claim his. I didn't realize that was his third, uh, his third weight third class. Third weight class, Third yeah. weight class as a champion at 118. Um, I see yeah. some people starting to, to throw out there Junto versus. Uh, In a way. Um, the monster, yeah, yeah, in a way. Like I saw somebody throw that out there, and I'm like, is that is that realistic at this point? I don't, Why, I don't know. Well, I, I at this point, probably not. I, I think Nakatani would need to 
beat a couple couple more guys at I think one eighteen. Yeah, if Nakatani has like two more wins this year, and Inaway is just looking for a dance partner this time next at year at one twenty two. I'd say maybe maybe this time next. I mean, dude, listen, this guy's got some legit power. Like, Nakatani just keeps starching everyone they put. Yeah, in I mean, it's no joke. Like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if he would be technically sound enough to hang in there with Inaway. But listen, if if anybody at one eighteen, one twenty two, and one twenty six has the power to get Inaway's attention, it's this kid. Yeah, I mean, so, that's a good. I mean. To, to your point, it's like we we really don't see anybody who can who can stand up to. Um, in a way, uh, God bless it. I'm like, don't say Nakatani again. Don't say Nakatani <laughs> again. Uh, and then, if we think there's anyone who could stand up to in a way in, in these weight classes, I mean, why not this guy? I mean, yeah, he's tall. He's, I mean, he's I mean, he's, he's, the tall, big, he's, he's the biggest riser and like the. I don't he's know, tall. He's doing he's the got, best. Yeah, he's tall. He's got power. Um, you know, I mean, in a way, you know, in a way, can get touched up a little bit. I mean, he throws, he throws one of those vicious uppercuts. Did you never know? I mean, I, I mean, I again, I, I would heavily favor in a way, but I mean, that's a, in 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 Tokyo, like that could be just a huge, you know, a huge event. And at this point, what else is in a way looking for other than huge events? It's already undisputed yeah. at, at one eighteen and one twenty two. So, um. Yeah, so uh, you know, two two cool fights. Uh, you know, again, not I wouldn't put those guys in the upper echelon of the faces of boxing yet, uh, but um, some good stuff. Really, nothing going on this week. Uh, some small time fights. I I lo, lo, or uh, the uh, fake Roy Jones Jr. Uh, whatever his name, Lopez, the hundred and twenty six pound champion that you don't really like. Um, he's fighting somebody. I don't really care. Is it Hector Luis? Isn't that the pitch? Isn't that the pitcher? Hey. No, nah, it's top rank guy. Okay, I uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to look it up. Yeah, he, he throws a lot of uppercuts. Um, but whatever, I, I doesn't really I mean, listen, boxing. Two stories have well, I guess three stories have taken over the boxing waves here. Uh, number, let's get the easy one out of the way. Apparently, it's a it's a done deal that in the early late spring, early summer, which to me is like June. Uh, Gervonta Davis will be back in action and he will be fighting Frank the Ghost Martin. Initial thoughts on that fight, J.O.? Uh, initial thoughts is that the ghost goes night-night. Oh, God. Um, well, yeah. Um, oh, Luis Alberto Lopez. Got yeah. It. There you go. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I don't, I don't, I think it's as good of a talent as... Um. Uh, why can't I think of names today? So, I'll, I think I'll, it's I'll, as good a talent as Tank as Tank will have fought to that point. Probably his best opponent. Uh, um, probably, I mean, Pedraza is still the best best guy on his resume. Okay, okay, fine. I sure whatever. Back then, uh, I mean, this is 2017 Pedraza, so we're 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 okay. way back here. Okay, fine. Um, but so you got to go back what, seven, eight years to find a this quality of opponent for tank um i yeah I, I i think he has the best chance to hang with tank but i think tank eventually ko's him yeah i'm 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 happy with this fight i'll buy this fight um of all the possible guys that they could have just cherry picked 
you know, Gary Russell was thrown out there. Um, the guy that just beat Chris Colbert in that revenge match, I forget his name. Um, I know that was, that could have been an easy cherry pick for them to set up a fight with. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy that they picked the best available guy in their stable to set up a fight with Tank. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. I mean, because oh, what else is the point? Why, like, why else are we doing this if not? Um, so I like it. I, I give Frank Martin zero. I mean, I, I'm so happy about him. I give him zero shot here. I just don't think he's good enough. Um, and that's just how special I think uh, I think Tank is. And he's a smaller, you know, again, smaller fighter. Um We'll see. I mean, Derek, Derek, Derek James here is going to have uh, he's going to have some interesting, interesting uh, four or five months here on his hands. Um, but I, I like that. I'll be curious. I wonder if they'll do it in Dallas. I mean, that's Going like to the big D. I don't. I don't know if that's Dallas. where Frank Martin's from. I know. I mean, that's where those guys all train the the Derek James camp. But I wonder if they'll. Uh, I wonder if they'll try to move it around. If it's in if it's in D.C., I might go the Capitol Center. What is it? What's the D.C. arena? Um, the you've been there before for hockey. I I have. Is it the Verizon Center? Yeah, you might. Yeah, yeah. That sounds right. Um, yeah, I might go. Might try to hang out with those Adams Boxing Boys uh, beforehand. But uh, yeah, yeah. I should go too. I go hang out in my sleep at my sister's. Hop on the train, man. That's probably. Is that? Can you get a train to DC? Uh, no. I would drive down to my sister's and then take the train in and then take the train back to her place. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So, yeah, if it's in D.C., I think I'm going to go. Um, yeah, so cool stuff. Uh, story number two. Uh, we broke Haney, Gar- Haney Garcia. Broke broke here first by the Tubers podcast. <laughs> uh, two press conferences this week. New York and L.A. today. Ryan, man of the people. Uh, yeah, also not sure if he – what kind of mental state this guy? I, I don't know if he's trying to pull a Tiafimo or what do you, have you, why have you seen any of the clips from these press conferences or like anything? Uh, no, I have not. What, what's going on? Like he seems like he's drunk at these things or high. Um, really? He like posted a picture last night of him potentially smoking a blunt or like maybe he just put it in his mouth. I don't, I just, I don't know if they're just, he's just screwing around and make Haney think he's not taking the fight seriously. Um, you know, like it, it's been weird. It's been weird watching Ryan. I feel, I feel hand. like he's just trying to sell it. Like I don't not, know. I mean, not, not not having actually seen any of it, I think he's just trying to sell it. I, maybe I don't know. Or again, or he's just trying to make Devin think he's not taking it seriously. I, I don't know. He's been. I'm just given Ryan's history in the past of you know the mental health stuff and pulling out of fights. I'm. I'm nervous. You're concerned. I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm a little, I'm a little nervous. If he's if he's just faking it and comes out and puts on a show, like awesome, like I, hey, you got me, pal. Um, but yeah, I'm a, uh, I'm a huh. little concerned. Show show that's, show that's show up to the great. press conference riding a horse today. He rode a horse into the press conference outside into the arena. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Um, his dad threw a couple of uh, inappropriate racial jabs at the Haney's. That's oh no! With Derek James like right next to him, that's oh, it. I, no. I, I I don't know. But Derek James now coming off of his 
his prized pupil getting his ass absolutely obliterated by Terrence Crawford. Uh, AJ, I don't know if AJ, I, I don't know if that's a permanent, if that's over now. Um, with AJ staying, using, I think, Ben Davidson again here for the uh, Naganu fight. But now that's that that could have fallen fallen apart, and that would have just been a cash cow for him. And now he's gonna now he's gonna have to game plan against Tank and Devin Haney with these two guys. Uh, we're, we're, he's gonna he's gonna earn that trainer of the year uh, status for sure. Coming up now, so it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. And I uh, listen, I'm I'm all about these guys making big fights and and paying the price to get them. But I'll tell you, the ticket prices in Brooklyn were absolutely effing ridiculous. Um, Like $4,000, I think, was the ringside seats. Like, okay, sure, you want to do that. Um, The the first section of the floor was $1,800. I mean, okay, like, I'm still, I get it. But, like, the upper, the first, like, lower bowl, like, 900 bucks. Are you shitting me? Uh, 900 like the mid-level 500 and then nosebleeds the cheapest tickets 361 like guys come on like well like this isn't this isn't tyson holyfield um i don't know if that's just the pre-sale like the general admission goes on tomorrow so i'm gonna check it out but yeah i i I, i've been sitting here scheming try how to get out of a wedding for the last like week and i may not have to after that like that's just that that's just insane yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I agree. And but then apparently Ryan then messages Ticketmaster and says, "Hey, you guys need to lower prices." These, these need I don't, I don't know that it was Ticketmaster. I think it was someone from Golden Boy. Oh, I thought. No, I think no, it was somebody. I thought it was Ticketmaster because then that's why the exchange was. Well, that comes from your promoter and from your team. Oh, was, I didn't think that was a Ticketmaster thing, but uh, maybe I did. I just I, I just did, thought it was. Did you send that to me in a text, or did you send that? to I me? sent it to you on Instagram, I think. No, no, it was text. Was oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the. By uh, myself. Yeah. Oh wait, it was. Okay, let me find it again. Let me find it again, y'all. Hold on, I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, it was King Rye. Uh, I think someone sent him the link. To ticket man. Oh no, it's someone named Jane. I don't know who Jane is. That's what you saw was a link to Ticketmaster. Um, but anyway, that is what it is. So, uh, yeah. And then the last, um, I guess the last thing now is Canelo. Yeah. Uh, out of his contract. For what we for what we've heard, nothing until Canelo actually comes out and talks. Like I I don't believe anything at this point. Like who knows? But from from what Coppinger reported and a bunch of other people, uh, him and PBC mutually parted ways after one fight on a three fight deal. Uh, lots of rumors swirling. You know, some some people have said uh, they don't have the money to guarantee his to get to give him the guarantee he wanted. For, and was told he was getting for his second fight. Others have said that it's you know Canelo wants his money up front in an escrow. He's not interested in waiting for it, and um, they refuse to put it in the escrow. Uh, yeah, others, and so the and then the third was that um, they told Canelo that 
if they were going to keep the char- the second Charlo fight because apparently the fir- the two both Charlo brothers were part of the three fight deal, which I I'll get in that in a minute. But because the first fight was so bad, which is Charlo, like that's 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 which I forget if it was Jamel or Jamal, I always get him confused. Jamel, yeah. That's 100% Jermel Charlo's fault. I mean, after the fight, he even admitted that he just wanted to go 12 rounds with Canelo, right? I mean, I think he actually said that um, and was proud of what he did. So made no effort to actually exchange and fight with Canelo Alvarez. Um, and so what? Uh, you know, that's on him and that's on PBC for putting him in that position if they really didn't think, you know, that he was going to be able to, you know, hang with Canelo or at least put on put on an event that would then guarantee interest in a second fight would have been like the revenge of the brother I guess was like the second angle um, but they basically said well we'll we'll still do that and pay you whatever but then now the third fight will have to be Benavidez at the money that like at the same money you agreed to in the third fight and that's where Canelo was like yeah we're not doing that so I'm out <laughs> And they mutually agreed to part ways. That that's those are like the different variations of the story. Uh, PBC went into damage control the next day. You know, putting out different stuff. Um, you know, apparently they offered him some huge you know, fifty-five million to fight Benavides. I I don't believe that. Benavides has come out and said that he said he was going to take five million to fight. Who knows what to believe? But either way, he's out of. PBC, his three-fight deal. Uh, I guess the only place he would go back to is Matchroom. I, there, uh, yeah. there, I mean, there's no point in going to top rank because top rank doesn't have anybody at 168. No. Um, Does top rank could, even have anybody at 175? Better be. If. Like, yeah, I guess if he wanted to do better be. Yeah, yeah better, better, better be of. Technically, Joe Smith could come back down to 175. Um, but that's really it. Those are the two... Uh, you know, there those are their two guys at that at that weight class. Uh, I get maybe I, I think is Anthony Yard technically. I don't know if Yard's matchroom or I think Yard moved up anyway, right? I but I mean what for, I mean Canelo he'll lose the seven pounds, come back down. But yeah, so really it would just be matchroom, which the Berlanga win makes a viable fight for him. Um, Berlanga and then Jamie Munguia would be potentially the next two. Uh, so the latest that I saw today on this hilariousness was. That the three fights that now 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 everyone knows the three fights before like nobody knew but now apparently we all know what it is this is why like I never Charlo believe Charlo anything. Benavides no it was Charlo Charlo um, Errol Spence oh 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 okay those were apparently the three fights Yikes. so here's 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 my question now uh, because there was a bunch of uh, I saw that one girl Layla or I forget her name she's a big Canelo fan. Um, yeah, she tweets like crazy. About yeah, she him. does. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Um, she said something about – sent out a tweet about um, uh, Benavides should just take a 90 uh, – or should just take a 90-10 split and be happy about it, that he'd be making twice as much as he's ever made. And Canelo would be, 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 be being generous to him. And so it made me think – so I then tweeted back. I was like, isn't it kind of funny how, how this particular fan base – um, was all about tell, telling Terrence Crawford that's what he needed to do, but no one, none of these guys are pounding their chest telling David Benavides to just take whatever, whatever, whatever he's willing to get from Canelo. Like Canelo, Canelo owes it to everybody 
to uh, fight David so, Benavides. So the the PBC fan base was basically saying Crawford, just take your shit. But now, oh yeah, I, there's, but now they're saying that Benavides needs to take his shit, and they're like, no, no, Canelo needs to give him a shot. <laughs> it's it's pretty hilarious. Yeah, it, yeah, it's pretty hilarious. But if you're David Benavides, so you've been trying to. Um, angle yourself for the Canelo fight. We'll, we'll say a year and a half. Um, and I say a year and a half because he, he you know, he's not really, his two biggest fights and finally stepped up in competition was in 2023 when he fought Caleb Plant in March and then he fought Bubo Andrade um, at, um, in what, November, right? Uh, beat the, you know, it was a tale, to, uh, a tale of two halves against... You're not, you're not throwing Bivol in there? Who fought Bivol? Are you talking about... Didn't you just say Canelo? No, Benavides. Oh, oh, sorry. No, I'm saying if you're David, I'm just saying. you've No, you, he's been angling for the fight with Canelo. Okay. For I, about a year and a half now. We'll I got say. lost in the sauce. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll say we'll say leg- legitimately for the last year and a half, he's been angling for that fight. Like, you know, well, losing your belt sure, on the sure, scales. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. losing your belt on Coke isn't angling for a Canelo fight. This was three years ago. So for the last year and a half, he, he finally stepped up and stopped, you know, these guys stopped playing the, you know, well, we're not going to take any risk and we're because we don't want to risk the Canelo fight. And he said, F it. He fought Caleb Plant. You know, wins that fight um, on the cards. Then he fights Andrade, beats the absolute piss out of him. Yep, yep. Um, and so now PBC, right? Like, you, you think that your promotion? And I, I'm not. I don't give a shit about promotions. I say this all the time. Rooting for promotions is cornball behavior. Like, it really is. Like, I we root for a lot of top rank guys, but like, I, I don't give a shit about Bob Arum or top rank. Like, I don't care. Like, I just want to see good fights and I want to see the fighters get paid. Like, that's it. Um, but like, shouldn't like. PBC should have David Benavidez his best interest in mind here. Like he's their fighter. Um, he's been trying to get this Canelo fight, right? He so they go out and let's just say they let's just say his three fight deal was going to net him a hundred million dollars. Maybe it's more, maybe it's less. I, I have no idea. But let's just say an even hundred million because I think that's what his last match room deal was. Okay. So they go to Canelo Alvarez and they they throw a hundred million dollars. Now they have a hundred million dollars to give Canelo, but they can't keep their own fighters active, um, and can't pay their own fighters purses like that. But they're going to give it to Canelo because they want to get that Canelo rub, get them some of that Canelo business. They have a three fight deal. Like, how is David Benavides not part of that three fight deal? Like, yeah, I don't, like it, it's. And if you're Benavides, like, it's why? Negligent. Like, like, aren't you just furious to be like, wait a minute? So you negotiated a three fight deal with Canelo, and I get, I get, I get that I get that I'm not going to be one of the first two fights. So and let's and let's extrapolate that. So let's say that Canelo was ducking Benavides, and he was like, "Hey, I'll, I'll sign a three fight deal, but it's not going to be with Benavides." Like, doesn't PBC owe it to Benavides to be like, no, like we're not, yeah, like. Like, so basically, sorry, like, and that, like Benavides is in the deal or he's not. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. It's like, so that they basically, they, they basically just wanted to get Canelo profits and didn't give a shit about and, and, the impact of Benavides. Because what is Canelo? That's like worst case scenario. They like threw him under the bus just to give themselves some, some Canelo. Yeah. Profits. And cause at the end of the day, like there's no, maybe, if, maybe I should say that's best case scenario. And now maybe this is what PBC would say. Like if you're Heyman, I don't, I don't even know who runs this stuff. Right. Like, but like say it's Heyman. 
Now say he goes to Benavides, listen, like this is this is how we get you the fight. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give him a buttload of money for these three fights so he gets fat off that cash, and then the goodwill that we have with him, we're gonna get his next fight's gonna be with you. But like if that was how my response would then be like why? Like he has you just paid him hundred and fifty million dollars to to fight like, you know, nobody's compared to me. Uh like he might he might just retire. Like he might retire after those three fights. I just think it's, I think it's I think it's criminal that you negotiated a three fight deal and like Benavides and maybe there were no names like who knows like nobody knows until we see yeah, a contract yeah, maybe it's all cap yeah or if can I'm just saying but based on what I saw today if the three names were actually the Charlie like, I don't mind the Charlo brothers because they talk so much shit and Canelo was like all right I'm gonna beat the piss out of these guys like once and for all um, but the Errol Spence thing is wild but it's like if they were gonna if they were gonna give Errol Spence the, like Canelo, like Canelo money, I, I, I'm just like I'm furious if I'm Benavides. Like I, I'd be like, all right, cool. Once my con, once I'm out of my next con, my next whatever my fight contract's up, I'm leaving. Like I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll go fight with, I'll, I'll go to Matchroom, and I'll go fight with those guys. Like they got Bivol, they got these guys, because it's like you guys clearly don't. You're not invested in me. You're more interested in making Canelo rich and yourselves rich. And, and like, do we really, really think me. Canelo is ducking Benavides? Um, I, I, I. I I don't think he's ducking him. I think it's just all about money. And at that point, if you're Benavides, aren't you just gonna be like, guys, just give me the damn fight? Like, I, like. Well, that's like, what he I'm, said. I'm he, not, he said I'm he said saying... he said he said he he said he had. They offered Canelo. I think it's like Canelo would have made fifty million, and he would have taken five or something. I have no idea. Yeah, and I'm not saying necessarily go ninety ten, but like, yeah, like. Aren't you just saying like just give me the fight? So I mean, if that happened, then then yeah, Canelo is ducking. But like, well, I I wouldn't say that. Like if and here goes and this is why I would say that if if in the third for his third fight, if they offered him, if he was supposed to get paid sixty million dollars in the third fight, Canelo, right in the deal, like they had an agreement, and they said, well, listen, like we can't do that, but you know, well, we want the third widget to fight Benavides. You know we're gonna we're gonna pay you fifty five and we're gonna pay him five. Like if I'm Canelo, I'm like, no, you're gonna pay me sixty. You have to find another way to to pay him. <laughs> like you you can't just go back on your contract. Like that's like that's like work giving you a salary and then coming back like six months later, um, because everybody else performed badly and been like, yeah, uh, that two hundred k you're making now. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna bring that down to a buck eighty. You know, it's like. Yeah, you can't go backwards. So I don't know. Like I'm waiting. I want to hear what Canelo has to say about all this. Um, I, I, I just, I just want to. Hear, I want to hear. I, I, I want to hear his side as to what happened because I just before I say he's ducking, um, Benavides. Yeah. I just think it's funny. Like the fan base is like, and I get it. And I, it's, 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 it seems like it's always the PBC stuff because like nobody is like, nobody on the PBC side is screaming that Tank should be fighting Shakur or Devin Haney. And now they'll say, oh, you know, they're not on the same side of the street. Canoa was with PBC, like, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. Like, use your gymnastics to, to get out of it. But, like, if you're going to say Canelo, who's already 33, fought 60 fights, you know, one, you know, he's a five-weight champion, first bout Hall of Famer. Like, if you're saying he owes anybody anything, like, how, like at least just be consistent. You were consistent that Errol Spence owed everybody a fight against Crawford, who was hands down the other best, you know, the second best welterweight, um, you know, at the time. 
Nobody's sitting. None, none of these guys are banging or banging down, saying Gervonta needs to fight this guy, this guy, and this guy. So, like, just be consistent. Like, if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna hold, if you're gonna hold the top guys in the division um, to a standard, just like be consistent down the board. That's my point. But okay. and in my other point, if I was David Benavides, I I would be furious if I found out I wasn't one of the three guys that were in that fight contract. Who's the third man? <laughs> I couldn't believe it's it. Hogan. Er- it's Hogan. When I when I when I heard Errol Spence, I was like, "What?" And I don't know when. I can't remember if Char- if Canelo signed that after um after whether it was before or after Crawford. Oh, I guess it was probably before, because he fought Charlo in September, right? Yeah, I think it was September he fought him. Yeah, so it probably was before. But it was like, if it was after, I'd be like, wait, wait. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are putting that guy in the ring with Canelo after Bud Crawford just beat him from pillar to post? Like, are we being serious? So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, but we'll see. Like I said, the run's coming. We got my guy. My guy's fighting next week and going to put on a fucking show. I'm pumped. I can't wait till uh, Joshua puts Nagano. He's going he's gonna to put uh, Nagano's lights out. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. I hope you're right. I do too. We're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna sit. I'm, I gotta think about like the, the post I'm gonna have to make of like what my look is in my picture. I'll have to recreate 2016 Seton Hall winning the Biggies tournament, Dunkin' Donuts Cup kind of stuff. Yeah, you have to get I'm one not, of those dun- Dunkin' suits. Yeah, I, I am gonna buy one of those. Like, I hope they don't like take them off. The, I, I just hope they keep them on there for a long time. I'm not there yet. I need to. I need to get like. I need to get like six tequilas in me to make that kind of absurd, obscene how, purchase. How much do they cost? I have no idea. I haven't looked yet. Okay. Um, when you're driving the NASCAR pit stop, I'll uh, I'll look it up. Okay. Well, um, that's it in boxing. Good stuff coming. Good times coming. All right. Um, moving on from that. Uh, NHL. I got nothing. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna punt on NHL until we yeah, get to nothing. until nothing we to get to the, the trade deadline. Um, NBA. Do you want to talk about anything on the NBA? Um, yeah. So the big news on the NBA. I mean, we're right out of the All Star breaks. So like, there's nothing. Like, there's nothing overly crazy here. But um, uh, you know, the apparently the the the, the competition committee meets all the time. Um. And apparently, like they're looking into the fact that the is it has the offense gotten is it is it too is it too much one way um, that the offense has all the advantages in the game, and is that why we're seeing this surplus of scoring, um, or is it really just guys just don't play defense until the playoffs? Like they're looking into all these things. Uh, listen, we don't need to go crazy and. Like like when we, when they changed the All Star rules because the East was so bad and they did this like mix mix match thing to try to like even out the uh, the All Star teams because we saw like we saw that that didn't matter because p- people like people have cared less and less and less about the All Star game like just enforce the rules that are there just enforce them and 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 the game and the game will get balanced like call carries and like listen I, I know it sucks that a guy like John Morant who carries all the time. Like is gonna have to make a huge adjustment, and might not be an all star. Like maybe, and maybe, and I, maybe he will be. Like I don't know, but you know, like just call this up. Call carries, call travels, call moving screens, 
Call, yeah, un, don't un, un, undo the gather dribble rule. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Like that, that I, I still can't tell if you're being serious on that. Um, that hundred percent being serious. On, on on pa, the, it's Pablo, right? I always forget. Paolo Banchero. Yeah, I always forget. I always forget if it's Pablo or Paolo. Yeah, Bancaro. Like hundred percent of travel. Like that's not even close. Like, even in today's rules, I still think that's a travel. Like you can't jump. You can't jump step. It, like you can't come to a complete jump stop and then do another a, a, jump stop. Yeah, behind you. Like you can't. That you can't do. And like it, it doesn't like, matter it, what direction. It's it's a gather step. It's two feet I, down, and then I, it's, I don't. And then I, it's I, the next two feet down. It's, I just I, dis, I disagree with your interpretation hop, of what hop, he hop. did. But that's well, that's I mean, kind of, well. That might be true. I might be I might be seeing it. I, I think you're misinterpreting that specific play. Um, like what lo- he did it looks is like in- he did a gather step, a hop, and then another hop, which theoretically should not be a travel if it's two feet. On, on, t- together he 100 percent traveled. And, but this that was kind of my. I haven't watched the NBA since. So so Paolo Bancaro is playing against the Magic are playing the Pistons. You know the Pistons are terrible, but you know what? They're still trying to play hard. Like they're not just throwing games in, and or sorry, mailing games in. Um, and my God, is it Duran? Dur- who's the who's the center? Yeah, Duran uh, is playing playing really good defense. Forces Bancaro, um, baseline, cuts him off, makes him stop his dribble, and and then and then this guy blatant like it's a blatant travel. And then they award, and then they they award Bancaro with a foul, and he makes it in one, and the Magic win the game. I just, I'm like, what? Just like, just let's stop. I texted our buddy Mike. I was like, and sent and sent him the video. I'm like, I, let's just get rid of defense in general. Let's let's just literally make this NBA Jam, and just put hot spots on the court with the LED court. I didn't watch the All Star game, but they had the LED court for the All Star game, right? Uh, I don't. I did watch it, and I don't recall. So, or they at least had it for the the um, the, the Saturday night. Do LED courts and just just put hot spots on the court at like random hot hot spots, and teams gonna they still get a twenty four second shot clock, and you just shoot up shoot shoot from the hot spots, and whoever gets the most points at, at the end of forty eight minutes from the hot spots win win games. Like just let's let's just do that. Like if we're not if we're gonna if we're gonna if you're gonna award Bank Caro with that play, like it's just like what what are we doing? So I, it's an easy fix. Just enforce the rule, and oh, and and like let's not reward offensive players for lunging and just throwing themselves into defensive players. Like they they always say that they're making that a point of emphasis, and they do it for the first three weeks of the season, and then they completely stop, just like they did with the flop shit this year, where it was like they were going to call it the flop stuff. They did it for the first two weeks, and then they stopped because they realized like, man, guys really do flop a lot. I guess we can't just keep calling technicals like every like five seconds. Yeah. That's it. Um, That's it. Got nothing else on the NBA. Okay. Um. Yeah. I I, I got nothing else either. <sighs> Which I guess leads us to hey, everybody's favorite minute in podcasting. Sorry, my voice is still hoarse from the Seton Hall game. From 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 the NASCAR pit stop. In three, two, one, ka-chow. Atlanta last week, best race in years it was awesome uh there was just lots of passing a a ton of wrecks but the wrecks isn't what made it awesome it was just a ton of passing we picked ryan blaney who lost by the closest margin ever they were racing three wide to the finish 
Um, and I actually forget who won. It was so damn close, but because I, I was just so fix, fixated on Ryan Blaney. But we're down to minus eight on the year. That should have paid us off on plus 1,100. That's okay. We're coming back this week in Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Um, it's a one-and-a-half-mile track, the Tri-Oval. From there, we are going with William Byron, 9-1, Kyle Busch, 9-1, Christopher Bell, Ryan, uh, ten to one, and Ryan Blaney, ten to one, and um, who the hell? Who the, who the? William William Byron won the Daytona. Who won the? Um, Ross. Ch oh, that's right. Daniel Suarez won won uh, in Atlanta last week. So good for him. But, but damn, what a race! And hoping it keeps up in Las Vegas this week. Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas. When are we going to Vegas? Please. I just I, need a I, fight. We just need a good fight, man. Remember that time you, like, refused just to videotape your kid's, like, ninth dance practice of the year? Didn't come to Vegas with me? It was mean. It was mean of you. It was mean. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Daddy Hoodles. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Fuck it. Let's let's do it. Let's get back to the parlay. I'm ready. I'm back. I'm ready. I've I've been waiting. I'm so back. I'm so back right now. If you if you weren't gonna say anything, I was just gonna make up my own parlay. Um. All right. You ready? Are you ready yeah. for this? I'm ready for this. Tomorrow. Yeah. Phillies over Marlins. Let's roll. Let's ride. Let's ride. I have no. I'm, I'm just kidding. Spring I have no training idea. Training baseball. <laughs> yes, yeah, spring training baseball. Oh baby! <laughs> no, uh, I here's the problem. I have no idea who's playing in any of these NBA games. So um, let's do college basketball. Let's 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 get. Let's oh, I thought get, you were serious. About what? Spring training baseball? Yeah. I I have I feel more confident in spring training baseball than I do the NBA because I have no idea who the hell's playing in these games anymore. Because um, everybody's a last second scratch for God's sakes. All right. Um, I kind of on Saturday. Yeah. I don't think there's a line yet. I yeah. almost I almost want to take the Paul over Butler. Yeah. I don't know what the what the spread is. It's not on the app yet. Well, it's not on the ESPN app, I should say. Like Butler's they're reeling. They've lost 5 in a row. Yeah. You like you like the Paul to cover? I don't know anything about it. <laughs> Um, what do you I know, got? I know where I'm going, though. What do you got? Go ahead. I am going with... Hockey. Over in the hockey game. See, I don't go hockey. I'm at a disadvantage. Rangers over Rangers and Maple Leafs. We're taking the over. All right. I just, I'll, I'll take the Bucks over the Bulls tomorrow. Minus three and a half. Milwaukee. See, Milwaukee's... We, we take, okay. Bucks. Milwaukee, see, they, they seem to actually, like, give a shit. All of a sudden, so yeah, let's let's do that. That sh that Shack talk kind of got into them. Yeah, they've been taking things seriously. I I I just don't know what the spread would be. I I mark my words, DePaul. I kind of and I also kind of want DePaul like to get like one Big East win here, so like they're not like playing for their Super Bowl when they play us the last game of the season. Okay. That stupid kid had to airball that layup at the buzzer against Georgetown. How do you yeah. airball a layup? Uh, Kadari did that last game, and then he grabbed the rebound, and the other bench was freaking out. <laughs> uh, it's great. It's great. 
Beer Tuzi, I guess, right? Tuzi Fuzis. Tuzi Fuzi. Assume positions for the world famous Tuvuru Salute. I mean, we, we we did that so fast. I, I'm not even done this this first long neck. And a two. And a one. Yeah, I'm still drinking my... <laughs> Look, I, I turned 39 in October. You just turned 39. You, you got to tell me if it hits you, but like... First off, I turned 38, Dick. I'm a, I'm a year older than you? Yeah, man. You, you just turned 38 in February. Yeah. God, no wonder you're such a puss. I'm, I have a whole year on you. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I'm 39 now. Oh. <laughs> I, just have, I just have nothing to show for it, so I'm just trying to pretend like a... Well, except for a podcast. That's about it. Even though my partner <laughs> would rather not videotape not the ninth dance recital of the year than hang out with me in Vegas at a pool for a fight. Okay, we're gonna just let that go. But you know, you know how long I hold grudges. I'm still, I'm still holding a grudge uh, against you when you, uh, when you were. Listen, uh, when, when, listen, I don't remember, need remember, this right remember, now. I, remember, I, remember in college when you like reserved, it, it, you reserved this. You know what? I can't forget anything because you never let anything go. I don't. I just hold let grudges. It, let's just just move on to beer two. Was it business law when you like saved like a random seat for somebody like as if we were in like third grade? For a class, and I got, I was mad at you for like a week. You saved like your PA friend, a like week, a seat. Really? Do you, can you tell time? Because you're still talking <laughs> about it. I was like, oh yeah, sorry, I forgot we're in the third grade. We're saving seats, dick. Great. Um, can I can I do something first? I don't care anymore. You can join in. My feelings are hurt. I, what, what do I do to take abuse every week? I don't even understand. Like, you just start yelling at me for things that happened 20 years ago. You know you know who's not going to take abuse this week? Scott Gimple, AMC, and everybody. I'm slow clapping. Everybody involved in the six-year project that has become the ones who survive. Uh, no. Listen, we give. No, you messed up the title. The ones who live. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I always, I always mix this up with JSS. Um, whew, phenomenal, man. Blown away, blown away. But how, by how well done that first episode. First, I'm blown away by how well done that first episode was. But my God, I'm also blown away by how good we were on breaking down what we thought might happen and how much of it actually went down in just the first episode. We were we were on a heater. Yeah, our, our if we were if we were in Vegas, like like if it was like May twentieth, and we were in Vegas, like we would have just been crushing the roulette table. Um, that's how hot we were. Yeah, we we our our preview was really good. Uh, pretty much every question I asked you ended up being extremely extremely relevant, and every answer you gave was like spot on. It was great. It was, it was, it was so good. It was, it was after watching the episode, then going back and listening to our preview. It was like, holy crap! Yeah, like we we like have these writers nailed. <laughs> um, and even even on even some of our responses were like, I I I can't I can't remember exactly which one was mine, but it was like. Yeah, like I think this is gonna happen just because it makes sense to happen, and I just don't think the writers will do it. But I'm gonna go with it because this is what should happen, and they actually like surprised me and did. I forget what that was. Um, 
but ex- excellent first episode. Um, it was probably uh, when you said that Michonne will probably meet up with Rick in the in the back half or at the at the end. Uh, of the no, episode. it was something else. Um, I just can't. I can't remember what it was. That's that's gonna annoy me. But uh, I'll have to go, go back ahead. and let's do it another point. But anyway, um, first episode called Years. Interested people are going nuts over the uh, the titles now. By the way, ever since uh, ever since the uh, the you know Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul guys got cute with the um, the season two titles to spell out Frings Back. People go nuts over titles and break this down. But I guess it's really it, it, one, two, and three are years gone by. We brought this up last week. Did we? Did we talk about the titles of the episodes? Yes, I brought that. I brought. You probably weren't listening because you never listened. No, to I probably was. I just probably. It just. I'm spacing on it now. Um, yeah. What years we become, gone by. And, then, and then, and then, and then, what we, and then become, and then the last, the last uh, episode was uh, TBD at the time. I don't know if they released it yet. They did, and I forget. It's something. Um, the last time or some nonsense. So, which could come back to my prediction that one of these guys has it's got someone's O has got to go between him and him and Michonne. But yeah. anyway, um, so episode starts off. Uh, the music, some of the best TV music in an episode ever. And like The Last of Us was awesome. Awesome music really built the tension. I, I thought this first episode blew everything that they did out of the water from a, a musical score perspective. Like that, just that, da, da, like that, like that gloom and doom. Like it was almost like, like the Empire from Darth, like Darth Vader walking around, like the way that just the the tones that they had going down there. It was, it just really set like this like apocalyptic, like or I, I can't even, I, so I, I can't even tell you how gonna, awesome it was. So you're gonna hate this, but it almost remi- reminded me more of like Andor. Like Andor was just like that, like raw, like gritty. Yeah, that works. And I like the Andor. Why do you? Why, why do you? I, I like the Andor. I mean, I I don't think it's the greatest Star Wars piece of you know piece of work ever, like our buddy Gacy. But yeah, I, I no, I don't, I don't, I don't like that's a that's a good um that's a good, good one. That's a good comp. Yeah, that's a good comp. Uh, when they were in the especially like when they were in the that prison where it was what was it boots their boots were metal or whatever, and Andy Circus. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, the ending where Andy Circus says like there's eleven, there's always eleven or some nonsense. Yeah, it was good. Um, so we do, a you know, it starts off with Rick, Rick's, Rick's in a room. We, we don't really know kind of at what point in time we are. And then we go back, uh, to a black screen five years, five years after does this. Does it actually say five years after the bridge? Um, yes, it does. Yeah. Which was kind of funny. Um, so it starts off five years after, and from what I can tell, it was, that was right. It seems like that was right after they got him back from an escape attempt, which I think that's what I. One of the things I had said that I thought that the show, I didn't think that they would show us anything. They wouldn't show like Rick Grimes day one CRM Jada saves him. I, I thought that they would start it out um, after they find him um, on the Delaware overlooking Philly. So it seems like that's that yeah, that that is where we were at that point in time, uh, and you know they volunteered. I guess like there was a, a Walker outbreak, and you know people basically volunteer to take years off of their their service to get into one of the CRM cities, and no, Rick, that's what's not that? How it goes. 
No, they don't volunteer. Yeah, he no. he volunteered for that. No, no, no. It's they they pick you up. If they pick you up on the outside, you have to earn your way in, and you spend six years on the outside doing the outside work, and then after that, you become a full citizen. Well, I, I thought I thought I thought there was a way to expedite that, and that's why he. Well, okay. Either way, either way. If you're right, you're right. I'll I'll no I'll, no. He had earned his way into the city and just said, I don't want to go in. I just want to. Be oh, you're outside. right. Good. Yes, yes. You are right. Yes. I'm sorry. You're right. Um, and they so they. Because he's tried to escape four times, they've got him like, basically like on a on a on pulley a wire around his left hand. Um, he goes into the into this you know fire in the woods, uh, and just starts you know slugging walkers with his axe, um, and tries to escape attempt number four or five. I forget. I could, maybe this was four actually when he tried to. Maybe this was his fourth, and they finally did it. And this is why when I said I saw a spoiler. Um, they finally cut his hand off, which for anyone that's watched the comics, uh, he loses his hand very early in the comic. Like the governor cuts off his hand, which I, I don't know what volume that was, but that's basically season three of the TV show. He would have lost his hand. Um, they teased it a couple times with him, uh, most notably with Negan, uh, and they do the flip where they want Negan wants him to cut Carl's hand off. Uh, you know, we've seen a, a bunch of other characters lose their hands. You know, Meryl, um, Aaron, I forget. I, but did Alpha's daughter end up dying, or did they actually cut her arm off? I know, I know, she got bit on the arm in like one of the last episodes. I can't remember if they just let if she asked them to let her bleed out, or uh, if they actually like fixed her. I can't remember. Anyway, um, so they finally do it. They I, don't believe, I don't believe she turned. No, they, I think they saved her. Pretty sure. Okay. Um, and so they finally cuts this, which apparently Andy Lincoln pushed for. He like want like they didn't want to do it, and he was like, "No, we have to do this. We have to do this. It's part of the like we we we've run out of time. We've got to cut the hand off." Um, so they do that, and we basically find out, you know, that he's. He's been identified by a high-ranking officer in the CRM as, you know, somebody that he wants to keep alive. You know, they haven't killed him when he tried to escape, um, and he keeps trying to recruit him for the art. I guess the the CRM army. And Rick just doesn't want to. To your point, he could go in the city, but he wants to stay on the outside because he wants to. Uh, he thinks that that's his only way to get back home to Michonne and to you know his family. Um, ends up finally, you know, they, they start kind of what I, also what we said, I'm trying to be, not be boring here, which is the play by play. So if you want to redirect me, redirect me. Um, but they, you know, they I, do I like show play by play. So they do. do they do show job. some fly again. They, they do. They, I don't know that they're necessarily flat. They're flashbacks, but they're not flashbacks. Um, where he does, we do, he does get introduced to, um, different characters, um, Namely, you know the main the the main mil, uh, hiring the main officer um, that is ke- is is keeping basically keeping eyes on him and, and keeping him alive throughout this is um, uh, Okafor. Okafor, what a great character he was! Great character. It makes me sad because it makes me think of Jamil Okafor and what a disaster that was. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, awesome. How about, how about a Mecca Okafor? Yeah, well, yeah, all right, that put, makes me happier. Um, how about uh, what was the lady's name that that is like his equal in there? I don't R- Rick's equal, right? Yes. Is it is it Thorn? Pearl Thorn? 
something something like that. Yeah, yeah I think it's Thorn. Um, and so, uh, yeah, the actor uh, Craig Thomas, I think, is his name. F- phenomenal. The voice, like this guy, should be doing commercials if he's not doing voiceovers and commercials already. Uh, just powerful, man. Powerful acting this guy did. Um, really good. I don't know what else he's he's been in. Um, you know what? Let me let me IMD him real quick. See if I can find anything. Yeah, sure. Co- just a couple things I'll interject here. Yeah. Um, the A and the B, we, we really wanted that to be in there. They addressed it. How the A's are the leaders who could take over the CRM, so they basically execute them and just keep the B's. Who are gonna go, come in and just continue to yeah, beat me followers? Uh, so that was awesome. Uh, I called for Rick's journey to the CRM, his rescue. I said I was gonna be disappointed if they didn't show it. The way they did it, I'm not disappointed. So I, yeah, I thought we may I, still get it. We may still get it. I think we do eventually still get it at some yeah, point when they introduce. But, but if if not, I mean, they used Rick's little narration to uh di- basically bridge bridge the gap uh, yeah no, it's no pun, it, no unlike intended. unlike everything in the walking dead they actually at least filled in the gaps in the first episode yes. for what you didn't see so and like then, you're not so you're not in episode five still waiting to like understand like what are a's and b's what's the purpose of okafor why is he keeping rick alive um and so okafor to your point yeah there there isn't there's uh basically the you know the equal to, to Rick and all this is this other officer, Thorne. Um, Okafor. Also an A that, that uh, Okafor decided to keep alive. As a, yeah, as a B. Um, because because Okafor, he's going along with the CRM, but he knows what the CRM is doing is not sustainable to actually save humanity. And he's keeping A's alive because he wants to, he wants to eventually be able to I wouldn't say take maybe take over, but wants to wants to eventually be he able wants to have a revolution with <sighs> and basically bring the city forward to a less authoritarian totalitarian city yeah. and and kind of help get society back. That's why I was gonna say like he like I whenever I think of a takeover like he he doesn't want the power he just wants things to change and you know that's because his backstory is he was he was a um, a bomber pilot. And when the outbreak happened, I like I loved when he said um, at the end, when, or it was like at the beginning, and he's like, "Well, I guess I should say at the end." I, I always love when they do that with the apocalypse. It's not the beginning of the apocalypse; it's the end of the world. Um, he he was in charge of of dropping the napalm and bombing the cities. And maybe you can clarify this. Did you go back and watch it a second time? You know what? I did not. All right. Um, but and I'm sure appara- I can apparently, well, yeah. He 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 he. After bombing three cities, he was on his way to bomb Philadelphia, and he, he, you know, he and his wife decided not to do it. And instead of bombing the city, he bombed Lincoln Lincoln Financial <laughs> Lincoln Financial Field, where the where the, the the military was being held up, and ended up killing the military. And that's where his wife was. I didn't understand that part. So like, was his wife just there because like she was she was she in the was- military? She was in the military as well, and so she wasn't. She like like she basically was like she I, was in on it. Yeah, she was in on it with him, knowing so knowing she that knew she, she would was have to die. Yeah, okay. I, I I wasn't sure. Like I thought that's what it was, but then when he said she was in the link, I was like, 
so wait, what? Um, that's, that's the outburst. I killed my wife. Yeah. Um, oh, that was that was chilling when he. Yeah, it was that. oh my like the. And I have I have I have a bone to pick too, and I can't believe I didn't come up with this sooner. Um, yeah, I just incredible scene with Rick. Cause so Rick Rick is Rick, Rick finally decides that he'll go in the army because he thinks there's another way. Maybe maybe he can escape being part of that that crew. Um, so he gets spends about I think I think he spent six months to a year getting trained in combat and like kung fu and all that crazy shit with his one arm or one hand. Um, and eventually he is has a plan to escape he gets a walker you know that maybe i guess looks like him because we all know rick's got experience doing that um you know burns it burns him cuts him up and when they're at a at a base he's gonna escape and right before he can throw the grenade down uh a little girl comes out and he just he goes back into rick grimes mode and he can't let her die um, and get eaten by this horde. So he goes in, and then Thorn Thorn shows up and saves him, but was watching him the entire time, and tells him as he's trying to escape, tells him that you, you know they they ne- like you'll never you're never gonna you're you're never gonna get back to them. Like like the CRM knows where your people are. Like they will find you and kill everybody. Um, which leads to that scene where he tells Rick about how he had to kill his wife because Rick Rick figures that Okafor knows about how does he know like who is he told. And Okafor basically says, yeah, you know, I've seen the, the bottle, the note you wrote in the bottle that you threw in the Delaware. Like, that was a little far-fetched that he found that. Um, but basically he's been going, he, he's, he's been keeping tabs on Rick and, you know, um, knows about Michonne, knows about his family. You know, he's like, yeah, he's like, from it's a pretty unusual name of Michonne. We can pretty much figure out where she is from where we picked you up and this, that, and the other thing. Um, and so Rick finally decides, like, after... Um, they want he or was it Okafor wants Rick and Thorn to, I think go to the the Catskills. That's in New York, right? There's a bait. There's a there's a potential base that they can set up there, um, and wants them to go there, clear it, and then get it get it ready uh, to be operational. And it's about a year project, and so Rick finally decides that. Um. He'd rather be like he has to make a choice between trying to chase and get back to his family or trying to save the world, and he finally kind of gives up, and he writes his final letter to Michonne and kind of tells her that you know he tried, and it just you know he's got to try to he's he can't be for nothing so he's gonna try to save the world, um, and pretty cool scene where you see them in that like little. It reminded me of the first Captain America where uh, Red Skull was staying in the mountains and that little like how they built that little base inside the mountain um, where it was like overtake it was all run down and overtaken by walkers and then they clear it up and you can see like month by month that goes by to where finally it's like all CRM ready with those three like I don't know what those things are what are the the I guess they are they windmills uh, that you're constantly seeing are they like windmills I, how many like how many windmills are there I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. There was definitely windmills, though. Um, and then the Omaha, the the uh, not Omaha. Yeah, it's Omaha, right? Where the bomb yeah, was. Yeah, Omaha fell. And uh, so Omaha again, Omaha another fell. thing we talked about was like, if you're if this is if this yeah. whole thing is going to be with the CRM, you have to try, you have to tie in, um, High School Musical. Like you just have to. The world beyond, yeah. 
and are they I guess they have a news. I'm, I'm they have still, a, I, what, that was something I said in the preview is we have to eventually get some Jadis backstory because yes, I mean she got Rick here, then she ends up in Omaha, and Omaha falls, and those people end up you know going somewhere else. So I, I well think yeah the, the six of them the other ninety thousand died. Sure, sure, and and and. Uh, you know, but then, I, and I can't remember where that other base is that they go to, and that gets overrun by by walkers, um, and that's where Jadis is in that other base. Um, so I'm in. Well, that was in New York. Was I think. that the Catskills? So is that I don't know if it's the ca- I don't I don't know uh, if it's the I don't know if it's the Catskills, but I think the third base was New is York. Is that what they're referring to? That that Rick and um, Thorne. I that's go, a good point. I, that's a good point. Maybe. maybe I forget the sending... three. Si- the, it's Portland. Omaha, and then I think I think I think I, I you know there was a third base that nobody knew about, and that's where they were trying to get to. Ohio, right? I I don't think it was Ohio. Was it Ohio? Um, for some reason, I thought Ohio. A- anyways, um, not important. But yeah, so they do they address, and I, I actually had forgotten why why the CRM blew up their like basically the city, and it was basically because they were too they were becoming too reliant on the CRM and so they just killed everybody so that they wouldn't they wouldn't drain their resources. Yeah, they were and, draining resources and the, they took the scientists so the scientists knew like he was telling people where they like where the other base was, right? And that's why the kids were leaving. Well, he told his kids and that's how they were they were going to go find him. Um so between them sucking resources. I think you're right. I think yeah. sucking resources was the big reason. Yeah. And, and that was once, and that and was another once, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was another big reason why. And then so that leads to the final scene uh, Rick's in a helicopter with um, I don't know if Thorne was in there, but it was with I mean Okaf- with Okafor and just blatantly talking on like over what I assume would be a radio. Tra- <laughs> I assume like that's a radio like they're they're being like listened to when they got those headsets on, but other like uh, officers are in the chopper like basically Rick telling them like admitting to like telling Okafor he's all in on this plan to overthrow the CRM. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. should, should you be doing this right now? Um, and you know, Okafor is giving him a speech, and they're talking, and I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm like, it's like Morgan Freeman with that that fucking voice, man. It was just so empowering. And the next thing you know, this like missile basically goes through the chopper glass right into uh, the sternum of Okafor, and it reminds blows- me of, of uh, um, um, Rambo's explosive uh, arrows. It's just like, yeah goes into his That's chest a good one. and he's like you know dying and yeah. you're trying good, to pro- you're trying to process like what what what's just happened like what's going on yeah good and call next, there next thing you know it just <laughs> explodes um and i mean and apparently only he explodes and it doesn't cause anyone else to explode and doesn't blow up the plane but i anyway <laughs> Um, and so then the helicopter crashed. I thought it did wreck the helicopter. That's the whole. I mean, it, I mean, it didn't blow up. You would, don't you? Would you think it would have blown up the chopper? <laughs> I mean, if, if, it's not like it hit the gas tank. Anyway, um, it, inca- it incapacitated the chopper. So the chopper goes down. Uh, the four or five CRM officers are scrambling, and somebody, somebody in a a baseball mask, catcher's mask, is slice slicing people up. And next thing just, you know, just murking them as we murk like them say. one by one, taking their helmets off before they do, and then uh, gets to Rick. Rick puts up one quick fight, um, which it's a good thing he had the metal arm because if not, he would have lost his hand in that from that. Uh, 
And as the helmet comes off, the person stops and it's Michonne. And Michonne at the end as 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 this savant predicted, they meet at the end of the first episode. Um couple things since I just gave a boring synopsis, even though I, did, I told myself I wasn't going to do that. Um, I didn't think it was boring. I this, this, it was so good, it was worth a, re, a, a quick recap retell. All right, a couple things. Andy Lincoln, once again, just the spitting, the slobbering, just the, the stares, the eyes, and the emotions. Just nominate this guy for a fucking Emmy already. Oh, my gosh. Like, it, it and you know like- what's... You know what? It, it, here's the thing, too, man. Like, it was so many years. Like, it's been years since we had him as Rick Grimes. Like, went right back into it. Like, it was nothing. Just, just having Rick Grimes back on my screen was just cathartic. Yeah. It was just cathartic. It felt um, like I was so happy at the end of this thing. I was, I was buzzing on Cloud Nine. Yeah. Um, and here's my bone to pick. For years, we've been told shows like The Walking Dead for some reason. Because uh, Game of Thrones never fit into this narrative, but um, like the, the the science fiction stuff, like it, it, you're they, like those those things don't win awards. Those don't get nominated for actor show this and that. Um, how the fuck did The Last of Us get nominated after one season, and The Walking Dead never got? You know, I forget the show, but like again, Melissa McBride and Andy Lincoln have never even gotten a nomination. Just ridiculous, utterly. Yeah ridiculous um yeah. and and did lincoln andy lincoln was phenomenal um his one scene with john Locke, uh general beal was really good where uh he's sitting there you know he's he's he i guess he's the head honcho um rick's joined the army and he has a scene where he's just like you don't have to answer me grimes it just i'll i'll know by your eyes he's like is okafor up to something that i should know about and just like reads him immediately, um, which was a great, great scene. The simultaneous nope. And then, um, and then it ends with him asking, asking him, you know, are you really in, or are you? This is just another excuse for you to try to escape. And he goes, "Look in my eyes, General. You tell me." Just great, and the smiles, just <sighs> great. Just they're just they're just you're just using no nobody nobody beats a devilish smile like fucking John Locke, man. Uh, just tremendous stuff by those two guys. Yeah. Um, What's that actor's real name? I don't know. He's John Locke. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> He's John Locke. I can't wait. I can't wait till the Rick Grimes John Locke showdown. Um, it's gonna be like Matthew. Uh, what was his name? Uh, the guy who played uh, Jack, Matthew something. I don't know. Yeah. His name's just Jack. Yeah, it's just Jack. Um, I again, Okafor was incredible. I really, Ter- I really. Terry O'Quinn. That's it. Terry O'Quinn. I really liked the scene where uh, Okafor explained the A's and the B's to um, to Thorn and and Rick. I thought that was really good. Apparently, uh, one of the books he gave them was a book that Morgan you, uh, read during his time becoming the uh, um, the Peacemaker, which was a little Easter egg, uh, which was good stuff by whoever caught that. Um, yeah, like the flow. Again, the music was fantastic the writing in the the writing of the first episode uh also excellent um yeah just top notch my, uh, my only complaint is that we're one sixth done yeah uh and so based on as uh yeah we're, now we're obviously cheating because now we're getting previews um episode two kind of like i thought they would do 
if they if they had Michonne and Rick reunite in episode one is going to be basically Michonne's story. So we had Rick's story in episode one. I think we're going to get a pretty – I'd say we'll probably get a 95% dominant Michonne story Yeah. Um, before – and then it'll end with her point of view um, finding Rick where it ended I, I, with – I was wondering if they would just kind of do that in like 20 or 30 minutes. And I don't then think just, so. And use some narrative and then just keep the plot moving. I don't think so. I, I, I don't think we'll see like – I don't think we'll get to that moment where they meet each other and then like the after uh, until episode three. But um, so this is going to be her journey. So you, Again, you, you think episode three basically goes from their reunion forward? Yes. Yes. I think episode two, like episode two will be whatever she, you know, from when she started following that nomad group. Um, and then it will, I think, I think, again, I think it'll end with her point from her, her POV of oh, it's weird saying POV and not being related to porn, but um, her POV from you know taking down that chopper and 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 finding Rick. Here's um, a question. Hmm. This it may be a, a little Easter egg. Do you the think? Dreams? No. Oh, okay. Do you think she had heard that Rick? was still alive with with the CRM and that is why she was ripping off the helmets to see if it was if it was um her. she might be I, I feel like she's probably ripping off helmets to like look for yeah I well, I mean maybe do, do you think so so one you gotta you gotta kind of assume that she was uh look you know searching for Rick but two or, I mean, there's got to be some explanation as to why she's ripping off helmets. Presumably, Correct. she's looking Correct. for Rick. Correct. But, but do you think that she actually heard through the grapevine that Rick was alive at the CRM somehow? Did one of his bottles get through? Did, was there someone? I like, guess did, it would have to. Why else would she did, take the helmets off? Why, why would she, she see why, him yeah. like through the woods one of these times or something? Like, Is there some somehow that she found out? Yeah, because why else would she, I mean we'll find out why why she took down a CRM helicopter. Um, yeah, I think I think you have to. I think that's that's a fair point by you. Um, I you know you know it would actually be really good. I they won't do this, but you know what would just oh my god just like tickle me to no end. What's that? If if like a portion of this group that she finds was part of that little town that um, the kids were hiding out in in season two of High School Musical. Remember there was Portnoy? that little town? If she, what, well, what if she's just friends with them now? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, the the, the, high, the High School Musical class? Yeah. Let's not get crazy. But, like, I don't want to get too crazy. Can you imagine? Yeah, but if Michonne... You know you know what would be amazing? If Michonne, Michonne had some connection to that town and, like... You find out, like, if you went back and watched, like, the second-to-last episode, you'd, you saw Michonne walking around in the background, and nobody knew. <laughs> or, or if you saw, like, her clothes. You saw, like, her clothes or something. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Like, they purposely dressed Michonne in, like, some outfit that so, just some random extra was wearing in that episode. Um, but it'd be cool if, because I, I would say, like, if it, it would be interesting if they found – if she ha- if she got through the grapevine about Rick being part – like, it being held by the CRM – if maybe she stumbled onto that town that was by the secret base 
outside in New York. And I'm pretty sure that was around New York where they were going, the secret base. And like those people were, were the ones that hinted, um, that she would, that, that like something about Rick. I don't know. I just, uh, you know, or maybe, 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 you know what? Maybe she'll see Jada, but yeah, but why would she think? Yeah. I was going to say, maybe she'll just see Jadis and put the connection together, but why would, but why would, but why would she think that Jada, like seeing Jadis, like would connect the, you know what I mean? Would like connect Rick. Oh, if Jadis told her. Oh, well, like I'm no, I'm saying just like saw Jadis, like, 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 you know, like Michonne and those people are hiding in the woods. The CRM's going by and like Jadis is out there. Well, um well where is Jadis at the end of walking of uh world beyond she like um she's in that she, town as well she's not in the town she's at one of the bases she double turned um she she turned on that woman uh yeah. the the head CEO, or that the head the head general of yeah. that base whose daughter was the spy that Jadis killed and then um yeah, turned into general and took her spot. Uh, yeah, she she turned on the CRM and then the CRM base fell. So where'd she go? I don't think she turned. She didn't turn on the CRM, Jadis. Oh, I thought she did. No, she didn't turn on the CRM. She basically used she used that woman's daughter. Um, like the fact that that woman like didn't like that was she used that against her to basically get her imprisoned and to take her spot as like the head general. I'm pretty, that was the last oh, okay. scene where they were on the bench. They were on a bench together, and that's when they brought up Rick. Okay. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Really, I don't have a good feel for what, like what Michonne's story with these nomads is gonna be. Again, I would just. I would. I would like it if you know. Maybe. Maybe they. Maybe. Maybe they get cable TV like like Rick does in that room, and maybe she'll see Rick on the news. Maybe that's how she'll in like the black uniform. She. Uh, well. So, somehow, somehow they steal the TV signal from Philadelphia. Which, I guess. by the way, that's that's my only. Where they how they how they get a TV station going? No, 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 no. That's fine. I, my only thing is like. Well, they okay. were broadcasting from the wreckage no, in Omaha. No, easy, easy. Sorry, sorry. My only complaint is that you know they have to kill anyone who finds out that Philadelphia exists because it's secret. But like. It's a city, like it are like it's, like people already know that Philadelphia exists. Yeah. So, like we, we've already established that there's the Croat in Manhattan, and that they've <laughs> traveled from Manhattan to Virginia to come find Negan with the cover story of looking for grain. Yeah. And like, guess what? Philadelphia's between New York City and Virginia, so like. What is what is this nonsense of we need to stay hidden? I don't I don't get that that part. Like, yeah, I get I get out. I get the desire to stay hidden, but like Philadelphia is where you're hiding. That's kind of weird. I wonder. I, I I I really don't have the time to go back to High School Musical, but I wonder if they, I can't, I can't remember if they explained any of this in High School Musical, like this extra base. I don't know. It doesn't make I, sense. To yeah, me. I can't I can't remember. Um. But yeah, I'm excited. I I have I've they've they've brought my faith back here after one episode. I I'm just waiting for them to just step on it. <laughs> but again, maybe the fact that Andy Lincoln and Michonne I, I'm sorry, Dad, I shouldn't call her Michonne, but I just always butcher her name. Um, the actress Danielle or not Danielle? Denai Garcia. Denai, yeah, Denai Garcia. Yeah. Um, 
that they're kind of part of the writing and the the you know the you know the plot. Maybe that's why. Like they're you know they're it was actually like it actually made sense. Um, sucks that Okafor is dead already. Hopefully, maybe we get some more flashbacks of that guy because again, he was I like really enjoyed that character for like the you know eighteen minutes of screen time that he had. Yeah. Um. Although I mean, they could take a page out of Fear and just bring him back. Like like tro- like Troy and Daniel and every- and, K- and Matt yeah I mean I guess I guess we didn't technically see the pieces of his body like like on the ground so like maybe <laughs> maybe that thing blew up and like didn't actually like it only it only blew out like his spleen and it's all about secrets so maybe that maybe that was uh, fake maybe that was a deep fake <laughs> maybe he's got a twin maybe he's got a twin and that wasn't really Okafor it's like the, it's like the Prestige oh my God it's a double it's the only way. <laughs> it- <laughs> It's the only way. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this week. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I, I just, I, there's nomads. It's so weird about what they were doing, like that whole thing. Uh, I don't know, man. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Um, I just, I, I, it, I just, I'm trying to think of a tie-in, like a, just an interesting tie-in they could do. Um, with what? You know, you know, you know, it would be awesome. And I, I have no idea if she's alive or dead. Inter- interesting tie-in with what? Like the different universes, like oh, for how okay. Michonne, like your point about does Michonne catch wind about oh, okay. Rick? What if, what if Al? St- I guess you can tell me. Is, did Al survive Fear of the Walking Dead? Like I have no idea. Like the, the, the I, I don't remember. The woman, like the news reporter, the former news reporter. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Wouldn't it be wild if like Michonne runs into her and Rick's on one of the tapes? Ooh, that would be cool. One of the times he escaped, and that's how she finds Rick, or gets wind of Rick uh, of why that Rick's part of this thing. Or like you said, Rick's walking around in the back of one of the tapes. Yeah, or well, I, him being on the tape would be better. Like, or maybe maybe they maybe she just finds Al's um. Was that like was that like a tank that she had? Did that sur- did that survive all the seasons? I don't even know. Uh, I think they tried to like splice it in there intermittent. I, I don't even. Remember. I think I, it is I, in I, there yeah. at the end. Yeah, maybe. Um, like she finds the tank in the videotapes and just starts watching the tape. Because isn't that what Alicia did? Didn't she find um her mom on one of the tapes? Uh, at one point, maybe. They find- I think yeah. they found her mom at some point on one of them tapes. I don't know, but that I'm just trying to think. like that. That would be such an easy, be such an easy tie into the universes. But again, I, I don't know if Al survives or not um, in Fear since I didn't finish Fear. Yeah, um, but that would be cool. I don't even remember if Al. I think Al just went. I don't even remember. You think you think the CRM knows about Padre? That stupid ass thing. Gosh, you, you think they know about all the nukes that went off? <laughs> so hold on, those nukes went off in Texas, right? Yeah. Is it Omaha, like right near Texas? No. Really? Not even close. It's like it got to be at least nine hours away. Oh, is it nine? Oh, I was gonna say like didn't Omaha, Nebraska. The... Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, dude, wasn't, I don't... wasn't that in Galveston, Texas? I don't have a fucking map. I don't know where these things are. Where the all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a, just just for the sake of the listeners. Is Nebraska that far off of Texas? Yes, it's Is not it? even close. Oklahoma's close to Texas. 
Yes. All right, so maybe maybe that's one. Maybe I'm getting that bit confused. All right, so yeah, like did I? Anybody, it's, a, anybody, it's, a, it's a 15 hour drive from okay. from, from Galveston. <laughs> anybody? Anyone which, else? I'm pretty any, sure there was Galveston. So from any, Galveston, anyone? Anyone else? Know, hey, did anyone else in the world uh, in the Walking Dead universe notice that a bunch of nuclear warheads went off? Yeah, Galveston to Omaha, 14 hours, 45 minutes. Oh yeah. wow. Portland? What about Portland? Portland to where? To Texas, to Galveston, Texas. Oh lord, that's got to be like thirty hours. Hold on. You're come on. Portland, Oregon? Yeah. Come on. Oh wait, this is Omaha, Nebraska. Galveston, Texas. Yeah, Galveston, Texas to Portland, Oregon. All right. Coming right up. If seven hours. No, it's not. Shut up. Seven hours. It's thirty-five hours. I told you it had to be like thirty hours. I guess or is Oregon more north of California? Yes. All right, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense then. It's almost in Washington. Dude, I'm not sitting here with a map. Dude, but it's just basic. You're basic. I'm not a walking almanac. Two thousand two almanac. Two thousand two hundred and (laughs) fifty. Okay. Miles. Fair enough. Miles. All right, so maybe the nuke wouldn't have spread. I mean, I think it would have. I mean, I guess it just depends on the size of them, but I think it would have. I mean, they, they launched, like, what? I mean, I mean, nukes did they launch? I don't know, but didn't Chernobyl, like, go across, like, half of Europe? Well, I mean, that's kind of my point. Like, if those nukes went off, like, how did these, how did these communities survive? Um, and I uh, – and just, and just – oh, oh, the last thing I want to touch on. So five years went by. Yeah. To start. And I'm working on something to try to see if this actually checks out, this math. I'll be able to finish it after Michonne's episode on Sunday. Um, five years went by. Okay. From the start of the episode. Let's let's say probably a month or so goes by um, between him, you know, him get cutting his hand off and, you know, when he finally decides to join um, the uh, – the CRM or the the army, right? The army, okay, yeah. Uh, it ends. It ends. And he's in the army training for how long? Yes. Well, though this is so. Well, this is uh, that's unknown. But what's known is the last scene is after the Omaha bombing, right? Or no? It was the Omaha. It was the it was the Omaha bombing happens, and then he agrees to go work at the Catskills for a year, right? Yes. Yeah. I think I think oh, I should have went back and watched it. So Omaha was eight years into the pandemic or into the apocalypse. Okay. So let's say that let's let's say I'm right and it was the bombing and then the Catskills, which was a twelve month thing. So we're we're sitting at nine years. Nine years into the apocalypse. Was Omaha eight years? Cause it those, was. Yeah. Those, those, I thought those kids grew up in the apocalypse. And nah, they I think I think they were. I think I think they were pretty specific that um, the start of that was eight years after the apocalypse. Well, the start of it, but not the fall of it. What do you mean? What? The fall of Omaha. I thought those kids were like uh, never that, even. No, that what the the events of. Um, All right. Let me say something. Tell me if you agree. Those kids 
never experienced the world before the apocalypse, right? Wrong. Okay, I thought they did. No, wrong. Um, Because, oh, no, yeah, that's right. But they they were little. Yeah, they they were like little kids. They were like four. Yes. Because she like, shot her dad, yeah. Because like she, she shot, she shot her, she shot her mom or something, right? Then, then yeah, the one, yeah, right. yeah, that's right, that's right. The start, season one, I'm almost so maybe I'm eight ne- years is right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. The start of season one is eight years after the apocalypse, which means that okay, we are now where we are now with the Rick meeting Michonne. I believe is nine years, unless. Unless Omaha, unless he, unless he set up the Catskills and then the bombing happened, which I, but I don't think so. I think it was the bombing and then Omaha, or sorry, the bombing and then the Catskills. So we're nine years. So I, I'm doing a fact check of all this. I, I will nine ish, ten ish. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in there. No, it's it's nine. It's not ten. It's nine. Ex- exactly nine. Okay. It was a twelve month assignment. And so, so you would have to assume. So it would be less. You would have to assume it less, not more, for when they meet. Uh, twelve month assignment in the army. No, it was the 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 Catskills project. Yeah, but the Catskills didn't happen yet. It did. That was the scene where they were clearing it out. They clear where Rick. They're in that. They're in that 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 um that meeting room. That's it's first. It's overtaken, and then you see it like slowly getting cleaned up. And then eventually it ends with like Rick at the head of the table filling out reports with like the CRM flag in the background with the uh, with the windmills going. That was like that was that was representing the time that went by that he got there. Okay, I don't even remember that scene. Okay. Oh my god, it was a great scene. Okay. So we're about. I'm 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 putting my flag in the ground that we're nine years. We're nine years right now. So what? Okay. So when they're in the helicopter and he tells them he's all in, he didn't say, he he was not all in before the cat skills. I I see. I guess that's yeah. I don't think so. Okay. All right. Go go ahead. I gotta go back and rewatch. But that's I'm trying to put a timeline together here. And okay. I, I think okay. as of now, before actually, so let's just say nine years is where yes. we're where we're thinking. Okay. Go ahead. Yes. This is where I think we are, and I'm I'm determined to see if this checks out. With the events of The Walking Dead, Michonne's thing, now where Rick is, I, I want to see if it actually is like, oh yeah, they actually they actually did this right. Okay. Stay tuned. Oh, you're just you're just wait. Say that again. I I, I thought there was more to I'm, the question. I'm I'm putting something. No, I'm putting something together oh, to oh, see if this oh, timeline checks out. If the timeline between The Walking Dead, the, like where where The Walking Dead started and ended, okay, got to, it. To, to 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 Rick's point in time right now, got it, okay, and from when Michonne actually left our group, got it. Um, but a, a couple, I, I've got to figure out the time jump from the bridge to, um, Judith finding those four people. Uh, and the whisperers. I thought that was seven years. I that well, I don't know. I gotta go back and I gotta go back and fact check because that's a big part. And then I gotta figure out. I think Michonne left before the whisperers. I can't like before the she met the whisperers, but I don't think I don't think she was there for like the last stand. No. 
So I got to put the pieces together. If she was, it would have been over a lot sooner. Probably. But yeah, I got to I'm 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 putting it I'm 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 going to I'm going to I'm going to zapruder the shit out of this. Um I'm, I'm determined to make sure that there there's no holes in this story. I like it. Okay. Yeah. I'm good. Good. So it's going to be a lot of ex- I I got I got backed up at work, so I wasn't able to to nerd out with my dry with my dry erase marker, but I'm I'm getting there. It's going to happen. Okay. Cool. Nerd out. And that's all I got. And end scene. All right, man. Drew, well, that was good uh, Walking Dead banter. That's what I was looking forward to all week. Look, Looking forward to Sunday's episode. And as per usual, good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. First round, make it count. Toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throwing down, knock a mile, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Sit down, pull you that first round. You got an open count, toss it out, everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd Get you that second round Go on and throw it out Talk about anything that makes you get loud